0: RPG Lessons Learned. When the game is over, when your players are gone, that's when lessons are learned. We are at RPGLL Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. RPGLL Podcast at gmail.com. And check us out online at RPGLessonsLearned.com. Hi, welcome to RPG Lessons Learned, the show where you can learn from our mistakes. With me, as usual, is Brian. Hello, Dusty. Hey, Brian. And Mike. Hello so this week on rpg what the hell has happened to our game
1: i don't know hadn't happened in a while
0: no it's been
2: six weeks over six weeks do we play a game
1: uh i don't know we talk about playing a game and then it doesn't happen and we i think we play the game let's reschedule the game
0: we, we do play let's reschedule the game in fact we started playing the game and got a few minutes into the game and had to reschedule the game
1: yeah, the 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 most recent one was bad luck, but
0: well, yeah, that was, that uh, was one that I missed. That was a crazy yeah. thunderstorm.
2: Yep, yep, yep.
0: So, you know, what what is it? What is happening? Is it is it enthusiasm? Are we losing enthusiasm? Does it mean we don't want to play?
1: I don't think so. I think there's still some enthusiasm there. I know. I'll be honest, my enthusiasm for this campaign is kind of waning. I think I'll be a little glad when we're out of uh, Savage Worlds. No offense to anyone who's a Savage Worlds fan, but uh, I haven't been that into Savage Worlds. I think some of it is our execution. I'm sure there's tons of stuff we should be doing that we probably aren't doing to make Savage Worlds better. Um, but as far as overall enthusiasm for playing with you guys, no, that that hasn't changed at all for me.
2: Um, In one respect. I really prefer playing in person. I would agree with that, too. Yeah, the remote gaming, it's less fun. I've got a bad
1: feeling that as much difficulty as we've been having playing remote, we might have a harder time playing in person, especially a common location.
2: Well, I mean, so one of the reasons that we don't play, I guess, in person as much as we used to is because uh, Nathan no longer actually um, has access easy access to the location that we normally play where the rest of us playing have extremely easy access to it so I mean that's that that's created a challenge and we definitely want to keep Nathan involved absolutely uh, so but like if if all things being equal and Nathan was still uh, was still able to get into uh, um, our normal play location without uh, a fair amount of support uh, I think it would Think it would be much easier because literally it's just a matter of us walking you know a few hundred feet and uh walking through a door and saying hey guys Sergeant hey how late. you
1: doing no yeah i completely agree with that and i think that 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 will be a challenge that we're going to run into when we start playing physical locations again is that coordination of getting everyone in the same time in the same space
0: yeah i still can't figure out the space aspect i, I can't figure out where we can go to all game in the same room. Like none of our houses work um, for various reasons. So with with that, public library doesn't work. You have to be a 501 3C. Uh, A game store wouldn't work because our next campaign is gonna be for radio. And as loud as the convention was, we can't play a game for radio in a game store. Um, uh, we could rent a hotel conference room, but that's ridiculously expensive. We could rent a conference room from a business center, but that's you know, also ridiculously expensive, and the room is cavernous and meant for five hundred people and not five people. There's just no solution right now for sharing a play space
2: well, yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, I was thinking one one option. We you know, we we played that D game with um a literal D animated adventure with Don and he was the only person who was remote, and it actually worked pretty well. If we if we had to, we could ha- have everyone in one room. Uh, and then potentially Nathan remote. Yeah, but that's
0: not very fun for Nathan.
2: Uh, I think it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
1: that's 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 that in all honesty, that's maybe something we could ask Nathan about, or at least attempt to give it a try and then that could give us you know maybe a a another angle to talk about in the uh the actual play you know experiment
0: yeah but how does that sound when we when we record that for the air
2: Uh, i think it will sound better than everybody being remote and you know having to deal with crappy internet connections and everything
0: how do we edit the audio together from the in-person recording and the skype recording
2: I use a Skype recorder. We literally have one track with everybody else and then one track with him. And there's your audio. Yep.
0: I don't know. I'm, I'm reluctant to do that for some reason. All right. Let's keep digging on, on the game. You know, is it support? Do our families still support the game?
2: Oh yeah. Um, I mean, it's a challenge for me of course, with, um, the kids. Now the big challenge before was the fact that we had the kids and Kim's mom, uh, was in poor health. I mean, she still has cancer. Uh, but she's had surgery uh Kim is now uh, required less often to travel to go see her so that's better and it's easier um but I mean I, I would be lying if I said I didn't get a sideways look <laughs> when I said hey I got a game um but you know she's she's supportive in, in all ways that um, she can be she is more instead of angry at me for playing she's more jealous that I have an escape for at least a couple of hours and uh, she rarely does.
0: No, welcome to parenthood, my friend. Susan and I often talk about how it, it's just parenthood makes every moment to yourself a negotiation. Hey, can you watch the kid while I go to the bathroom? Can you watch the kid while I grab a quick shower? Hey, can you watch the kid while I go out and mow the lawn? It's just any moment to yourself. You know, raising a kid is tough. When you look forward to you know sticking some earbuds in and mowing the lawn. Oh for- yeah. A good long time.
1: I uh, I got to say, I'm actually really impressed, Brian. I think you've 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 done a very commendable job of being able to balance, you know, your your responsibility time, your newfound responsibility time, with still being able to make, you know, uh, uh, games when we do have them when they aren't canceled for other reasons. And
0: it is is Kim as impressed as Mike? <laughs> uh,
2: that's a good question. <laughs> uh, impressed? I get, in a way, yeah. Uh, potentially i mean distressed might be
0: (laughs) so you're making an impression on her but it may not be as the word usually implies a positive impression
2: Uh, here's the thing though yes that's true but when when kim is talking to other people about me and how i've handled this transition to fatherhood it's always glowing even the people that she wouldn't have to you know uh (laughs) a lot to lie to
1: (laughs) (laughs) no that's that's awesome that's really awesome
0: I, and, and, you know, I'll be honest, and I don't know Susan listens sometimes, and oh, well, I don't mean to, to air a dirty laundry, but in the interest of being honest to share with mm-hmm. listeners who might struggle with this, I'm definitely feeling less support lately. And it's not that she doesn't want to support it academically and verbally she supports it. It's just that I think her impression is that we play a lot more often than we do. For example, I'm recording right now. We have company over. I'm missing the company. But we also haven't recorded in, like, six weeks. We're, we're, yeah. Our backlog is... Non-existent. We have to record. My back is up against a wall, and I'm missing company to record a podcast because, you know, well, can't you just skip it for this? Okay, fine. Well, can't you just skip recording for this this week? Okay, fine. Well, can't you skip it this week? Okay, fine. And finally, after enough weeks of that, I'm actually, you know, my back's against the wall, and I'm missing something. I'm missing out on something much more important because I skipped so many weeks.
2: I, I, I'll tell Kim, hey, well, we're, we've got the game planned for, you know, this coming Thursday. She's like, but you just had a game. And I'm like, Kim, we haven't played in over a month.
0: Yeah, she's I like, get that, too. I get You just played. Like, what? No, I didn't. It's been forever.
2: Yeah. Uh, and I don't think that that registers. Um, but then, you know, she's like, well, when was the last time I got to go see a movie? Well, or here's the thing, was,
0: too. I'm, yeah. I'm going to drop some total. Yeah, you're right. Because Kim's right. And Susan's right, because she does shoulder the, the bulk of the childcare, and that's not right. Um, but it's the way it turns out, because she's got a lot more flexibility in her consulting than I have in my in my 9-to-5 office gig.
2: And and with Kim, I mean, our girl, the kids are girls, and there are certain things that I would rather – I would feel more comfortable with her handling than me, because they're not her biological kids. Yeah, that's that's reasonable.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we're all getting quiet and contemplative. So if we start playing in the same space, does that recapture our enthusiasm? I sure hope so. So let's see. What else is it? So we talked about weather. Man, that storm was crazy. And I was so excited about that session. I started it off on saving throws. Well, well, the Savage Worlds equivalent of saving throws because you know I wanted to start us off. You know, hopping. I wanted to to immediately hook you guys and reel you in for what I planned to be the finale adventure. I'm trying to wrap this campaign up. And uh, all of a sudden, we we all started losing power. I think Nathan lost power first. I lost power. The storm was crazy. And Mike, you went out, you lost power. And we were like, you know what? Yep. We have to call it.
2: We just have to call it. Oh, that was the day I almost got struck by lightning. Yep, yep, yep. Was I, that same storm. Yeah, that, yep. I shared to Twitter. I had to go out to take care of the dogs, uh, so I, they're typically in the basement. So I went outside, and as I was walking down my uh, the steps of my deck, the stairs of my deck, probably five hundred feet in front of me, a bolt of lightning came down, and it was like crack, you know, like and I, I just turned around and walked back in the house. It was uh, yeah, it was that was a horrible, horrible storm,
0: you know. We're talking about loss of enthusiasm. We're talking about how annoying Savage Worlds is. We're talking about how annoying it is to play remote. Let's just rip the band aid off and talk about, do we even want to finish the Savage Worlds campaign? Do we want to have the finale session, or do we want to say screw it and move on?
2: I would hate to not finish it.
1: Yeah, I think we need to finish it, right? Just to have that, that feeling of closure, to to wrap up the story, to wrap up the characters. <laughs>
0: Our next game, I'm planning to be a Space Romans game in this this sort of freewheeling system of NGS, of of the narrative game system, which I really like. Is that what we're up for right now? Or is that going to be more of the same system we're not used to, you know, game that's not medieval fantasy? Is that what you guys want to do next?
1: Is it a simpler system?
0: It is a vastly simpler system
1: then I would say yes. If it's something that that you feel we have, or that, that you feel there's a high confidence of execution, then I say, I say let's go for it.
2: How often do I have to spend bennies? Never. Okay. Actually,
0: in all honesty, there, there there is a thing that you do spend with a poker chip equivalent. Let's talk about NGS for just a minute. And Let's make sure we're enthusiastic about taking on this campaign, because just because I'm in love with the system doesn't mean you guys are going to be in love with it. All right. And this is kind of unplanned, but I'm okay with it if you guys are. Sure. NGS has two kinds of roles. Um, There are roles against the environment and then roles against NPCs or other players. And they're called uh, environment checks and opposed checks. So an environment check, you know, I'll set a difficulty, and then you'll roll. You only have four stats. Your four stats are intellect, physicality, personality, and I forget the last one's called, but it's something like special or extraordinary. Extraordinary. It's extraordinary. Because extraordinary can stand in for anything. It's meant to be a generic system. Extraordinary in a Star Wars game can be the Force. Extraordinary in a superhero game could be, you know, your super speed or, or your heat vision or whatever. So intellect, physicality, personality, extraordinary. That's it. For those four stats, as you level up, as you get, you start with a D6 in everything, but then the stat that you're best at, you have a D6 plus four. The stat that you're the worst at, you have a D6 plus one, and I'm sure you can guess what's in between. So if you are, if we're playing the Space Romans game, and someone's playing uh, a legionnaire who wears power armor because these are Roman You know the Roman Empire never fell. Um, and you're going to make a strength check against you know a scientist. You'll be rolling a d6 plus four, and they'll be rolling a d6 plus one, and we'll see who wins. If if you level up, if you get enough experience, um, so you would level your d6 to a d8. You need eight experience points to purchase a d8, and then you would have a strength of d8 plus four. Uh, but real, real simple. So opposed rolls, you roll your D6 plus 4, he rolls his D6 plus 1, you see who wins. Environment rolls, I say, you know what, that's going to be pretty you know, moderate, I'm going to give it a 4. Or it's going to be, it's pretty hard if you're trained, I'm going to give it a 6. And there's this existing ladder of that. And then you roll your D6 plus 4 to see if you can hit the 4, well, you definitely hit the 4, to see if you can hit the 6 or the 8 or the whatever difficulty it is. It's that simple.
2: It is pretty simple. Now,
0: in addition to that, to have a lot more flavor, there are what's called narrative abilities. The narrative abilities are almost wholly divorced from these checks. So you might have a narrative ability that says, you know, I'm a super badass marksman. And in that case, you would just very often, if you said, hey, I'm going to shoot, you're just going to have an automatic success. I might say, okay, great, you know, make a, make a physicality roll. And you might say, oh, no, no, don't forget, I'm an extraordinary marksman. Oh, that's right, of course, you hit. I would only require an extraordinary marksman to make checks in in situations where they're under pretty adverse conditions. Um, and then the last, that, that's it. That's Those are the basic mechanics. The last component that requires a poker chip, there are these things called narrative accolades. Um, you always, you start the game with two. And... You have one to spend and one to give to another player if they do something cool. And that's it. That's all you have. A narrative accolade lets you do, like, you ever watch a movie and like, oh my gosh, the heroes are in a bad situation. But then all of a sudden the protagonist is like, ah, but I prepared for this. And all of a sudden there's a flashback to the hero laying all this groundwork. And now suddenly the hero comes out on top. A narrative accolade lets you change the world. A narrative accolade lets you play dm for a second and say hey you know what there's actually a fire you know oh there's no way for you guys to get away you're surrounded hey you know what i'm gonna spend this narrative accolade actually there's a fire extinguisher on the wall and i'm gonna shoot it and it's gonna fill the hall with white smoke oh wow and we'll be
1: able to slip away so basically they're they're deus ex machina chips
0: yeah, sort of or or, and and the fire extinguisher is probably like a really lazy example. I would want stuff like no, 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 we were prepared for this or no, 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 we thought about this and actually I have a smoke bomb on me or, or whatever.
2: Oh, okay. I was thinking back. I was thinking back to the end of uh, Bell and Ted's bogus journey when they use the time machine yeah. to plant all of these traps.
0: It's like that, but it's not a it's not a time machine.
1: Well, I mean, it it kind of is though right cuz it gives you the chance to say oh but in reality i actually had done all this just
2: not with your knowledge cuz i'm oh, making sure it yes. up right now yeah, yeah, there, yeah there you it, go it's, yeah. ba- it's basically how my nephew wants to play like uh you know whatever it is like i say the oh i shot you he'll be like but i was wearing a yeah. bulletproof vest and you never actually shot me and
0: you know yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah.
2: that's actually yeah that's really appealing and when i think about it i, I really like that
0: so this system sounds fun.
2: Yeah,
1: can I come up with something so zany that you just be like, "No, that's stupid." Well,
0: if you look at the flowchart I put together, a flowchart, I actually adjudicate all that. Okay. So I have the right to say no. I'm sorry, but I'll try to say no, but and suggest something else. Okay. And it'll be it'll be up to us to come up with it, with the tone of this game.
2: So here's the yeah with that with the no but I mean like how do you uh I mean how does that affect the the storytelling of the game? I mean so if you know whatever happens and Mike says but you know <clears throat> I have a BFG 9000 in my backpack and I pull it out and I shoot you and Dusty's like well that's stupid that's not possibly the case you, in a way especially if we're doing this for uh for radio we've kind of set up the uh uh, we've sort of thrown potentially the uh the the listener off for the person who's enjoying the experience. So we have to be fair in, in the way that we do this. We just can't, uh, we can't just try to, you know, break the system.
0: Correct. And and, and if Mike said, "Hey, I pull out a BFG 9000 to and I kill all the enemies in the room," I would say, "Well, hang on. Where have you been keeping it? How did we not know that you had it? Why didn't you use it until now? That's a little strange. A narrative accolade should really be." You know, more of a subtle change than that. A uh, narrative accolade is that moment when the hero is cornered, and all of a sudden he looks up and realizes, "Oh my gosh, the bad guy's standing right up under a chandelier." That kind of thing.
2: Where could you, it be? Could, could, could it be like uh, uh, "Big Trouble in Little China" when Lupin uh, throws the knife? At, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and then he catches it and he throws it back. Absolutely, that could be fun.
1: You know that's that's twice today that Big Trouble in Little China has come up in casual conversation, and you haven't even to point with that you. out. I know it's kind of funny.
0: It's a fantastic movie. It is. All right, so we're excited about that. Are we excited about the idea of space romans? Or Brian, I know you've said in the past when you think of gaming, you think of medieval fantasy.
2: I have to think of yeah, I think of fantasy. Uh, I mean, I've had fun with games that weren't um, strictly uh, medieval fantasy. Uh, So
0: there's another game I could run, and it would be medieval fantasy, and I would run it in Dungeon World. Would you like to hear a little bit about how Dungeon World works? Sure. Okay. So there's a supplement that I've been wanting to run for years. It came out in like 2012. I'll tell you guys the name of it if you swear you won't look it up, because I want it to be a surprise.
2: Yes, I will close my Google tab right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, So those of you at home can look it up. It's it's on it's on um Drive Through RPG. It's called The Eternal Rest. And I have no affiliation with the author. I can't even remember the author's name right now. Um John Ross rusmango I think. Um I'm not looking it up. I'm not gonna bother. Like the I'm only gonna... the only
2: author whose name you can't remember is F. Scott Fitzgerald for some reason.
0: Yes, that's true. Um this is a supplement I've been wanting to run for years. Years I've been wanting to run this. It's not even really an adventure. It's it's sort of a micro setting. It's one, you know, building and it's denizens and a few adventure hooks. And it sounds like such a fun mini campaign to me to take care of, you know, all the little hooks in that particular location. And I would totally run it using Dungeon World. Dungeon World is a is an apocalypse world hack. And bear in mind I'm I'm gonna get some of this wrong for those of you who are listening that are Dungeon World devotees i play a version of dungeon world with margo called world of dungeons in world of dungeons you roll 2d6 and if you get uh lord i'm gonna forget the range if you get below a seven if you get a one through a six you fail if you get a seven through ten you succeed but you succeed with a complication and if you get an 11 or above I think it's actually, sorry, 10 or above. So if you get a 7, 8, or 9, you succeed with a complication. If you get a 10 or above, you succeed with no complication. So if you're in the middle of a fight and you attack the goblin and, you know, you, you'd you roll your 2d6. If you got a 4, you miss, and that's when the goblins deal damage to you. I don't actually roll 2d6. I don't roll the goblin's attack roll. You failing is what lets them damage you. I would simply, upon your failure, roll the, roll the goblin's damage. So, you know what, you miss the goblins, and, oh, I roll a d4, and they hit you for three points of damage. So if you roll a 7, you succeed, but they attack you too. So, yes, deal damage to the goblins, now the goblins deal damage to you. If you get a 10, or 11, or a 12, um, you succeed, and they don't get to attack you back. I kind of love that, because I'm never rolling dice. I'm just interpreting your dice rolls. And I'm coming up with those complications. Now, if you take World of Dungeons and you level that up to Dungeon World, in Dungeon World, you actually have, you know, a playbook for a bard, a rogue, a a, a wizard, where you have different plays, different moves that you can do. And a move would be, you know, yes, you're rolling your dice, but here are the actual effects if you succeed. And then here are some suggested consequences and, and it kinda layers this thing over it that makes your character feel like a thief or a bard or a wizard or a fighter. So it's it's very free form.
2: That's interesting. That
1: system also sounds good. And uh, you know, I'm 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 good either way, sci fi or fantasy, so I will defer that decision to other members of our party. I mean we already and this, may be, this, right? this may be something we can get uh, Chris and Nathan's feedback on too
0: sure yeah. well uh, but i'm interested in, in this episode right now and yes brian we did vote on this but we voted on this and that vote resulted in the etu game oh yeah. okay we haven't revoted on this in a, in a while because you're right these are the other two games that i suggested when i had three games on the ballot and we voted on etu
1: it's just another example of how democracy fails <laughs> sorry <laughs> no I'm,
0: I'm glad we tried savage worlds i'm actually warming up to savage worlds here at the end of our campaign, I, I'm warming up to it quite a bit, but I really think a hard limitation of Savage Worlds for me is that I think it would work great in person.
2: Yes, I agree fully. Yeah, I agree with that too. Yeah, my biggest my biggest hang up is just like from the game and losing any kind of interest is is just the remote nature of yeah, it. Yeah,
0: the playing remote. So, Brian, for, we will, we'll, of course we'll solicit Chris and Nathan's opinion. But for right now, what are you feeling? Space Romans or medieval fantasy? So
2: I'm agno- I'm, not, I'm not even gonna comment on specifically the the, the, the the theme. I really like that Dungeon world system, though, honestly, uh, because it sounds more realistic to me uh, because when <clears throat> you're fighting somebody or you know in combat, it's not like I'm just gonna take a turn then they dodge. You know, or they take a turn, and I dodge, or, or it's deflected. I mean, you could both take a swing at the same time, and you both could potentially hit. So, I mean, I, that just little, that little tweak sounds uh, like to me that it makes it more, at least somewhat more real, realistic.
0: What I love about it is, I love the notion that I'm I'm only ever rolling damaged ice. Because we've talked before, in, in the goals episode, we talked about how the bottleneck is the GM. Ooh, Yes. So anything that saves GM time, if you guys are doing all the rolling and then just when you fail, I say what happens and I roll a dice just as a damage die, then that makes things really easy on me to focus on keeping the story moving and keeping the gameplay interesting. So I'm honestly good with either. I really want to play Dungeon World and I really want to play the narrative game system. I tell you what, we could do a one shot in both.
2: Oh, Yeah.
1: I like that idea. Okay, sweet. Let's do that.
0: The Space Romans one-shot. I hadn't gone into detail about the Space Romans actual game yet, but I, I can think of a a really easy way to do a really fun one-shot. All right, so we're going to run a one-shot of each of those two games. We, we've landed that where? Where are we going to play?
1: Ah. So, I could still do my place, but I know noise is going to be an issue, right? So you're going to hear the birds upstairs. You're going to have doy running around. It's just a one shot. Oh, for the one shot. Oh, yeah. So we're we're not going to do that as the uh, the 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 thing, are we? No. Um. Yeah. We we can definitely do that at my house then. Ooh, that'd be great.
0: Yeah. Is you in demand? That
1: yeah i'm sure with that yeah the the only reservation i have about doing the actual plays at my house is just all the background noise we have because dory constantly barks the birds constantly chirp liz is a little loud too <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's talk about i mean all of our locations like like why can't we record at our houses i've got a six-year-old that loves attention and if my friends are over There's no way she's not, and you guys have seen it. There's no way she's not in the room around the table. What are you guys doing? I love her Uh, her
1: too. She's adorable, but it's not great for recording.
0: It's not great for recording. But we're not recording. Sure. Um, So there's Margot at my house. Um, Brian, you have. I
2: I no longer have really the space. And when I had the space, it really wasn't, it was still kind of cramped in my office. And there's way more in here now (laughs) than than there was. Uh, so that's that's the challenge with me but you know what mike, mike has he has that big space upstairs he has a space in the kitchen he also, yeah no. upstairs is the perfect space that's I, yeah yeah I, but you, know what, you' you also have what's that i'm not volunteering you okay but you also have a pool i do are you <laughs> suggesting we play in the pool i'm su- game in the pool? i'm suggesting maybe i could <laughs> I, I could get a free pass with the kids if uh Kim could come over and the kids could maybe get in the pool possibly oh dude absolutely yeah i mean anytime anytime you guys want
1: to come over for a swim absolutely i'm
0: (laughs) laughing here because i just hear brian's complete innocence where brian doesn't realize that what he's really saying to kim is hey do you not only want to watch the kids by yourself (laughs) <laughs> but, but also ensure they don't drown drown
1: extra responsibility for however long this one shot takes it could be an hour it could be four who knows
0: okay for the one shot why don't we at least try to record it, mike's i know we'll have the birds and the noise and mike's won't i think this it's place won't be a permanent location
2: i you just want to see, see yeah.
0: what, it, what, what it sounds like
2: okay All yeah, right, I, th- cool. I think i can i think i can filter that out I
0: would love to identify a place in my house where I could record. Like I've got this dining room that we don't use. I'd love to like hang curtains to baffle some of the noise and turn it into kind of a studio type space. But that's just not gonna happen.
2: I mean, it's not, it's not, it's no time soon like this year. But um, if we'll know by early 2019, if we get to keep the the kids, but um, if we do, uh, Kim pretty much immediately wants a bigger house i completely understand that
1: and if you do go get a new house you absolutely should make sure there's a game room in the floor well
2: point. i mean that's i mean that's honestly in addition to rfc studios it would be the same but, space
0: what, my garage is actually really clean and organized it's not climate controlled
2: it's 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 coming up on september though i don't think that's a huge deal yeah that'd be fine for fall and winter
0: yeah in the dead of winter would be fine we'd set up a heater out there yeah in the dog days of summer, it's not happening.
1: No, absolutely not. We are very large men, so no.
0: All right. Um. I'll tell you what. Let me talk to Susan, and I'll see if I can square away the use of our garage because that way Margaret can go to bed, and she won't be hearing us like laughing and rolling dice and cursing and playing.
2: Hey, what? What? What about this? What about this? I'm sorry. I, I think that's a great idea. But if we do the Dungeon World's uh, game, does that what kind of like um uh collateral? do we have to use i mean how much paper is involved with that
0: um not much i would literally print for you so th- there's this pdf of, of the handbooks depending on your class you would have between two sheets of paper front and back because you'd have a, a basic moves and an expert moves that everyone would have the same and then we would also have your class's moves front and back so two pages front and back and that's yeah. that, that's it for your character i
2: mean if like, if
0: you're a wizard or a cleric you would also have a sheet front and back of spells
2: like, with that being the case, I mean, with the time of year, we could do it on my deck if we really wanted to.
1: You know, that's that's not a bad idea. The only downside of that is we might run into some scheduling conflicts with, with rain. Yeah. But uh, that's that's not a bad idea.
0: Why don't we start with the garage, and then we can call audibles to do your deck in nice weather. Sure.
1: And we'll still plan the uh, the one-shot for, for my place?
2: Yeah. And, you know,
1: being North Carolina,
2: uh, it's often, like, 75-degree uh, weekends, you know, in winter, so... Are we trying to run
0: both one-shots in one night?
2: Oh, no, I don't think so. No,
1: just one.
0: Okay, let's do one one one-shot at your place, Mike, to try your place, and one one one-shot at my place to try the garage.
1: I think that's a great idea. We can test the recording at both.
0: Perfect. All right. Well, folks listening at home, this has been a very strange episode of RPG Lessons Learned, but honestly, we've had kind of a crisis of not being able to game. It's been summer, vacation, kids brian newly having kids um the weather just on and on and on we've had a really hard time gaming and i feel like that's something that happens to gaming groups and i wanted to be ah, transparent the wrong word i wanted to share our discussion because if it's the first time you're running a campaign and you run into these problems it's easy to get discouraged this is the point when a lot of dms might pack up their book their their, their, their books and toys and go home to to borrow a colloquialism and That can certainly be justified if you feel like your players aren't committed. But also, there are just times of the year and times in people's lives when there's a lot going on. And it doesn't mean anything negative about the game. It just means you've got to change it up. You've got to do what we just did. Talk it out. Figure out how to change the strategy and move forward. I hope this episode was not a waste of your time. Let us know what you think. Seriously on this one. I'm not just looking for social media engagement. I don't care about that. I'm looking for... Was this episode okay and worth listening to, or was it just completely weird and out there? Let us know on Twitter, at RPGLLPodcast, on Facebook, at RPGLLPodcast, or on uh, Gmail at RPGLLPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. People call them post-mortems, evaluations, appraisals, reviews, retrospectives. We call them lessons learned, and we're sharing ours with you.